Here he is, the star of the show. He's Duff Tyler. Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Duff Tyler, and this is A Duff Said. Now, if you are hearing this podcast for the very first time, welcome aboard. Thank you so much for hitting the play button. Now, you can catch up on previous episodes of this podcast by going to my website, aduffsaid.com. Now, you can hear this show by downloading the Podbean app or really wherever you listen to podcasts. Speaking of that, in case you missed my live stream on Podbean from earlier this week, I am launching a brand new sports talk show that will be available only on Podbean. Now, you can hear the show starting August 25th. That is the start of the high school football season here in the state of Michigan. I'm reaching out to you now. I want all the high school coaches that hear this to be sure to download the Podbean app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store to your mobile device so that you can call in and talk about your games, talk about your athletes, talk about your team, talk about your school, talk about your community. We want you to be a part of this new show. So please download the Podbean app today so you can become a subscriber to A Duff Said and you can join us every Friday night during the high school football season and listen to A Duff Said. Think of this show as just like ESPN Game Night for high school sports right here in the state of Michigan. Now, back in the mid-2000s, I was a part of a show just like this one in the state of Indiana, which is where I'm from. It's called Indiana Sports Talk, and I was a scoreboard update anchor for the show. Every 15 minutes, I would start rattling off high school scores in football and basketball from across the Hoosier State. The host of that show is Bob Lovell. Now, Bob is a member of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. He is a well-known basketball coach in the state of Indiana. But back in 1994, he began hosting this show on an Indiana radio network. Now, at that time, it was only carried on a handful of radio stations. Now, it is carried on 50 different stations across Indiana, and it's also carried on various radio apps that you can download to your phone, as well as podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts. Now, this weekend, Bob started his 29th season on the mic for Indiana Sports Talk. The show that he is about to describe in this conversation that I had with him is the same kind of show that I am hoping to bring right here to the state of Michigan. My conversation with Bob Lovell starts now. Thank you so much for joining the show this evening. I'm glad to call, glad you're there, and I'm so happy and proud of what you're doing. You're one of our success stories, and I could not be happier for you. Thank you so much for saying that, Bob. We've been talking for a while now on the show this evening about what we've got coming up for this new podcast that I'm going to be doing every Friday night. Right. It's actually going to be a live stream, and it's kind of a carbon copy of Indiana Sports Talk. Now, for people who aren't too familiar with Indiana Sports Talk, I know you are about to start your 29th season on Indiana Sports Talk. Can you kind of fill people in on what the show is about? Yeah, I had just graduated from junior high, Duff, when I started the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with so, that. You know what? The easiest way I can describe it is that it is a, a, a statewide uh, Indiana version of ESPN game night. Uh, so 
you know, we talk to a lot of coaches and a lot of media members after high school football games on Friday night, high school basketball games on Friday and Saturday night. And uh, it was uh, no one had done it. You know, you know, you know uh, quite a bit about this business. Some local stations would do their own type of call in show. But for someone to try and do it with the entire state, no one had ever tried this. And so being a part of Network Indiana, which is a statewide radio network, you know, we had the infrastructure. Uh, so if you're in a small town in Indiana or a small town in Michigan, you know, the big thing on Friday night is high school football in the fall, high school basketball in the, in the, uh, in the winter, especially here in Indiana. And so those radio stations that are part of Network Indiana are you know, making a lot of money off of high school sports. And we thought, well, uh, we can piggyback on that and give them more inventory to sell and make more money. It was a theory. There was no data to support it. And so in August of 1994, we went on the air with eight radio stations and that idea. And from there, built it into, uh, you know, about 52 stations, uh, an accumulated audience of about a quarter of a million people on each weekend. And so it's, uh, it's far and away exceeded every expectation we ever had. When you were first approached about doing this show, what did you find most intriguing about it? Well, number one, it had never been done. Uh, and, and number two, I had just uh, ended a 21-year college basketball coaching career, so I needed a job. And so it was intriguing to me to do something I'd never done before. You know, I'm a basketball coach. I'm a teacher. I'm not a, I'm not a radio personality or television personality like you are. So it was all brand new. I think the biggest thing was I'm coming in, in at the beginning of the football season, and I'm a basketball coach. I'm a, I'm a college basketball coach. So I know no one in the football community. And I'm trying to get the football community to believe in me, trust me, and join me on this show. And um, I'd say that after 29 years, uh, we've developed quite a relationship. And so I think the biggest hurdle to begin with was you got a brand new idea and you got a rundown basketball coach trying to do it. So you know, we, had a, we had a few obstacles at the beginning. That's one of the obstacles I'm sure I'm going to be facing as well, because this is something new. Unlike being at the radio station in downtown Indianapolis, where you have all these phone lines and right, you're connected right. to all these other different stations, this is done specifically through a podcast app. So that's how people are normally going to call in. I know you are actually calling in on my cell phone tonight, but when the right, this show right. actually launches, Bob, they're going to have to call in through the Podbean app. So hopefully we can get everybody acclimated to doing that particular uh, thing to in order to connect with the show. But you actually were able to connect with people in the beginning. But I understand that if I remember correctly, when you started the show in the first season, there weren't that many schools and coaches that were getting involved. No, that's exactly right. Uh, there were there were nights, uh, literally, where I would give that uh, call-in number and call in and I would give the number and give the number and, and I would um, – you know, you have you have to fill that time. And I, I, there were times where I felt like uh, no one was ever going to. I wasn't sure that anyone anyone was listening because we we got few calls. And then the calls we would get, uh, you know, post game, a lot of people like to go to the nearest watering hole and uh, <laughs> get themselves lubricated. And so we, we either got no calls or the calls we got were from people who were 
excited about their team and and uh, they were pretty vocal about it on the air. <laughs> I can only imagine what those calls sounded like. Uh, well, I tell you what, it was uh, it was uh, there were a lot of people who had been overserved. Uh, <laughs> and one of the reasons we stopped taking listener phone calls was that we had a very prominent high school coach in our state whose wife would call the show and she had was when she would join us on the air she had been overserved and it was it was painful to have her on and there was no way I could get to the coach or the athletic director and say please have Mrs. Uh, the coach's wife not call so we just decided rather than to deal with the, some of those types of calls the best way to handle our time was for to put the onus on me and it's going to be on you you got to fill that time now and uh, that is not an easy thing to do. Ultimately, what turned the tide for you? Because it was just a couple radio stations in the beginning, but eventually this ballooned into like, when I was there, 40 different radio stations, and I believe now you're up to 50. Right, what, right. What really got things, uh, got the ball rolling for you to turn this show into the phenomenon that is has become now? Well, I'd like to say it was my uh, overwhelming personality. And, and <laughs> of course. But, but we know not yet. I, I think the, the biggest thing, just by way of example, when we went on the air in August of 94, we had eight stations. And then when we uh, make the turn from football into basketball in, uh, in 90, you know, 95, 94, we went from eight stations to 16 literally overnight. And what happened was, you know, stations uh, are, are people are hearing our show and the and word of mouth and people are starting to talk about this show on Friday night. Hey, have you heard where they're talking to coaches and media people after games and all this, and it starts to build some momentum. And suddenly we start to get phone calls and phone calls from radio stations saying, Hey, what do you, what do we have to do to get this show? And it was one way. The other reason we started it too, was to grow the network. And so you can't be, you can't get the show without being a network Indiana affiliate, which helped us uh, grow our, uh, station list substantially and so we went from eight to 16 from football to basketball and then when we kick off season number two in football we add another eight for whatever reason we were started stuck on increments of eight so in august of 95 we have uh 24 stations and now uh now you got something you can talk about so advertisers are calling us more stations are calling us and yeah, you know it. You worked on the show for a while and understand how people like it. Uh, and, and just think about the fact that a quarter of a million people listen every weekend. It, I mean, it's literally, Duff, it's the most gratifying thing in my professional career to know that on Friday nights and Saturday nights in the state of Indiana, where I grew up, I'm, I'm a native Hoosier, proud to be a Hoosier, and whatever that means. And, um, you know, I have people, when games are over, get in their car and immediately hit Indiana's they hit the scan button to find Indiana sports talk. And, and I, my, my wish is that you'll find that same success with what you're trying to do. And it, it's uh, it'll be, a, it, it takes a while. It takes, as you well know, it takes a while to grow an audience. And we were able to do, I think the old fashioned way, we just kept plugging away at it. And people started to listen and like it and tell others. I know that that's probably what's going to be the case here too. I know it's going to take some time to generate word of mouth and make people aware about it. But the nice thing about this is, is that it gives uh, communities around the state, whether it be Indiana or Michigan, 
a chance to really hear their community and their team and everything that they're about be represented on the radio and to know that it's being broadcast all across the state. So for those few moments there, not only are kids getting their name out there and like Ryan Slocum and I were talking about just a moment ago, those kids that may never get a chance to hear their names again after they're done with their high school playing careers, a chance to have that moment in the sun, like, like they're on sports center, just for those few minutes, Bob, you get to give a kid a chance to feel like he's really special and give him a chance to make a name for himself and to represent his community. What is that feeling like for you to know that you're having that kind of an impact on a kid? Well, I, I hope you're going to learn what it feels like because it's, um, it is a tremendous feeling. Um, it's one of the reasons I keep doing it as long as I've done it um, because those types of stories stuff are the ones that make it all worthwhile. The, uh, the stories of, of coaches calling in, um, you know, I have, I have plenty of them. Let me give you a couple examples. Jeremiah Johnson, who you may know, yeah, works, I actually uh, worked with him in the Terre Haute market. Yeah, worked in the Terre Haute market. He works for uh, Valley, Indiana, works on the Pacer uh, broadcast. He's a Peru high school graduate here in Indiana, and he played football. And he said he remembers back when he was a senior that his coach was saying, look, you know, we got to go out of here and play hard tonight and win this game because uh, I've got a chance to be on this statewide radio show if we win the game. And so they play that game, they win. They literally all the guys go to the coach's house and sit there and listen to the to the radio interview that I'm doing with. Him. And so he, he tells that story literally every time I see him. And I had a story where a, a football coach in northern Indiana calls me and, uh, you know, it's sectional weekend for our high school football, our first round of the tournament. And I, he calls and they've won. And kind of an upset kind of win. And I hear him talking. It sounds to me like he's he's walking. I said, Coach, let me ask you, where are you? He goes, I'm out, I'm walking back to school. I said, say that again. He said, I'm walking back to school. He said, I promised our kids if we won this game, I'd walk back to school. <laughs> I said, they had never beaten this team before. And I said, so what? How, what's the temperature? And he goes, well, it's cold. He said, I, you know, it's in, it's in single digits. And I said, how far is the caravan behind? And he says, as far as you can see, there are headlights. <laughs> and, you know, and those stuff, those kinds of stories, or when you have the, the football coach call me and say, hey, I had to call you tonight. He said, we buried my father earlier in the week. Hmm. My dad calls me. His routine on game day was to call me, Bob, every afternoon before we would play to make sure that I remembered to call your show after the game. Every one of these stories I've told you are true, and every one of them literally bring a tear to my eye when I talk about it because I'm just, you know how it is, I'm just talking away on Friday and Saturday night. But fortunately, I, I believe in my heart that the show I'm able to do really does t touch people's lives in our state. And it's a big deal when you hear it, when, when that kid that you're talking about on your show his mom and dad are in the car coming back after the game, listening and hear little Billy's name called out. That's a big deal for everybody. And that's why I try to get as many names in as I can every night I do the show. Hearing that, that that's awesome. You know, just having all of those stories that you can share and reflect on, that's 29 years of being on the radio and being able to have those memories that not only you're going to carry for a lifetime, but other people are going to be able to carry for a lifetime. 
Coming up, Bob and I share some of my fondest memories working with him at Indiana Sports Talk, and then Bob explains why this show that I'm about to launch is so important to not just Michigan high school sports, but the communities that they represent. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. The best hard cider is on the Fourth Coast. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. When my wife and I moved to Lake Orion four years ago, we had to do two things. Get to know the area and find great pizza. That's when we met Sheldon. Sheldon's the kindest guy you'll meet in Orion Township. His heart is as big as his pizzas, and once you order one, you'll see why Sheldon is our guy for pizza time. Sheldon Street Pizza is located at 3667 Baldwin Road across from the Great Lakes Athletic Club. You can look them up online at sheldonstreetpizza.com. Sheldon is ready to serve you the best pizza, breadsticks, and sandwiches that are always made fresh when you order them. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of a Duff set. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for hitting the play button on this podcast. And that includes two very special listeners, Michelle and Bethany. They recently became patrons of A Duff Set. Now, for as little as $2 a month or $24 a year, you can help this show to continue to grow and provide the content that you enjoy. And if you become a patron of A Duff Set, we have got a lot of great gifts in store for you. We've got bumper stickers. We've got t-shirts. Heck, I'll even record your voicemail message. So if you're having trouble ever figuring out what to say, I'll say it for you. And that's A Duff Said. If you'd like to become a patron of A Duff Said, all you gotta do is go to patron.podbean.com backslash A Duff Said. I have some stories that I would like to share with you right now, because when I started with you guys, I was actually working in television, but I was working for a station that, as one person eloquently put it, punted sports off of their regular newscast. We didn't have a sports department anymore. They decided that sports was something that they were going to take out of the equation on our nightly newscast. So I needed somewhere where I could go, where I could get this voice and my sports knowledge out there and you had an opening for me and there was a chance to be the scoreboard update anchor for indiana sports talk so you guys took a chance on me and you gave me that opportunity but i'll never forget bob the program director at the station when i started he said watch out for bob lovell he's a nice guy you're gonna like working with him but he's very abrupt so be prepared for this (laughs) And and i was like what am i getting into (laughs) <laughs> right. 
who is this guy? Why is he going to be so strict with me? And then I got a chance to meet you and you were nothing like that at all. No, no, I, I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old basketball coach in me. But you know what, Duff? The whole thing is the first time I met you, it was easy to understand you had a passion for sports. And, and, and what we do with our show and what you're going to do with your show is you're just going to sh- convey that passion to the people who listen. And I think people like and respect people like us who are willing to go out there and be passionate about something and care about something and, uh, and try to share that with people. I think that's extremely important. And I have no doubt that you'll do well. I really hope so. Because one of the things Ryan and I were talking about just a minute ago, it's all about the communities. It's all about the kids. When I worked at the show, I'm going to share this story again, because uh, you, you had just been able to join us uh, all over, over the phone. But when I worked at the show, I worked with another guy. I can't remember his name for the life of me. And you probably can't either because you have had so many co-hosts on this show over the years. <laughs> right, right. One name that does stick out, though, is Michael Grady. He has gone on right. to do phenomenal things. I know he was a sports anchor in Indianapolis for one of the TV stations. And I actually saw him in here in Detroit not too long ago working with, I think, the Brooklyn Nets. He came out to... Uh, some Detroit basketball games, and he was also covering Lions games. That's one name that comes to mind when I think about all the people that uh, have been involved with you over the years in Indiana Sports Talk. But uh, I remember there was a co-host of mine. We were always talking about those coaches who always called in, and they were so passionate about the kids. They were always talking about how much the kids meant to the team, meant to the community, meant to the program. And I remember him and I were kind of laughing, saying that, you know, let's do a drinking game every time they say, oh, it's the kids. You know, it's all about the kids, the kids, the kids. And, you know, every time they would say that. But now that I've gotten a little bit older and I'm now at that level that you are with the the program and how you've been able to connect with so many coaches and parents and family members, I get now what they were saying about how special the kids are not just to the program, but to the communities as well. These kids are very special. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and they are. I mean, having been a coach as long as I I was, uh, I understand it uh, on a day-to-day basis. And I think the other part of it, too, is that uh, the more you can mention names, um, the the better off you'll be. And, um, you know, I I, one of my more fun things is, you know, getting ready to start football here in three weekends. And, uh, on the show on that first weekend of uh, first or second weekend of football, I'll get a chance to talk to football coaches who have will have won their first game in their career. And I remember my first win as a college basketball coach back in 1977, like it was yesterday. And it's cool for me to be able to share that night with coaches because I know exactly what they feel and exactly what they're going through. And I think if you listen to those kinds of nights, you see uh, that I care very deeply about it. And I'm honored to be able to have that opportunity uh, and have had it as long as I've had. And, you know, in our business, you know, we get graded. It's a it's a pretty strict grade out there. People like you and keep listening, don't like you and don't listen. You know, we're a ratings driven world in, in the business you and I are in. And to be on as long as we've been on. Uh, and you'll appreciate this. We continue to add radio stations to our network. And so uh, from a commercial standpoint, uh, the show's been sold out for the last five years. 
Uh, we're always looking for advertisers. It's hard to get in because we don't have much space for you. So uh, I just do it as long as I'm, I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm trying to get to 30 years and see how I feel and see how people feel about me uh, because I know I'm not doing it forever, but I'm going to have as much fun as I can in these next two years. Well, I got some exciting news for you too, Bob. Not only do you have that big audience in Indiana, but you've got a dedicated listener right here in Michigan in me because <laughs> Indiana Sports Talk is actually covered on many of the different radio apps that you can download to your right, phone. Right. And you guys are also on Apple Podcasts as well. You post the show to Apple Podcasts. So there's been a number of times where I've been covering a game for either one of the uh, the TV stations that I've worked for or one of the newspapers that I freelance for. So anytime I've been coming back from those games, I've always had you punched right. in on the phone. Or <laughs> if I got up the next morning and I had to be somewhere, right. I'll listen to those podcasts. I, I kind of want to keep up with what Indiana is, teams are doing, but I also want to keep up with what is going on with you and the show. Because I, even though I haven't been a part of this show right, for 16 right. years now, it's still a very special part of me that I just want to continue to listen to if I can't be a part of it anymore. And I want to share this exciting story with you because I was listening to you guys live uh, not too long ago during the basketball season. And there's always going to be those times when you read in the paper from Indianapolis, people on Facebook or the message boards or whatever, they get to talking and they're always saying that high school basketball in the state of Indiana has lost its luster. It's not <laughs> what it used to be. And then this past season, I listened to somebody call in who was at a game. I think it was in Linton. I can't remember who they were playing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that guy said the gym was packed. There was nobody right. walking around town that night. Everybody was in the high school gym. And I just said to myself, that's Indiana basketball. It's doing just fine. And it's got a great ambassador in Bob Lovell at Indiana Sports Talk. Well, you're kind. You're kind. Very kind. Duff. I appreciate it. And, you know, your contributions, like the contributions of Michael Grady and, and countless other guys, uh, are what make it possible. You know, I don't have a show if we uh, we don't have uh, people like the anchors and our studio engineers and producers uh, and the staff at Network Indiana. Uh, and and I'm, I'm mindful that without having great radio stations around the state uh, carrying that show every Friday and Saturday night, then you know, I don't have a job doing what I do. But, you know, I, I think the, the one thing that I benefited from as a basketball coach was recognizing that no one does anything by themselves. And while I'm the front man and while I get the, the majority of the credit, uh, clearly I don't do it by myself. And uh, I do my job as well as I can do it. I'm fortunate to have a great group of people who work with us on the show who are fantastic, working hard, moving on with their careers. And, you know, just like you, you're one of our success stories. And to know that the show and I have had an impact on a number of people's lives is, is gratifying. And, and while I think I'm handsomely compensated, uh, the benefit I get is I get a chance to go in on, you know, Friday and Saturday night, spend two and a half hours talking about uh, the passion I have in my life for high school sports. And it's afforded me great opportunities. I've got to meet and work with great people like you and a lot of others. And, um, it's, it's changed my life dramatically for the better, quite frankly. 
I want to talk right now, Bob Lovell, about one of my most famous uh, memories working in Indiana Sports Talk, because every time it was time for my part, every time that mic went on, you would always say, here he is, the star of the show, Network Indiana's Duff Tyler. And then I would come on and I would do my scoreboard updates. And I don't know if you remember, Bob, but I had a little quirk that I, I liked to do when I was on the show. I always like to bring up the nicknames of the school. And earlier in the right, broadcast, I was right. talking about fun nicknames here in the state of Michigan. We got some doozies up here, Bob. We've got the Battling Bathers of Mount Clemens. We've got the Holly Broncos, who like West Lafayette, <laughs> Indiana, like to spell Broncos right, with an right. H. I've done a story on that. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not. If not, let me know. I'll hit you up with a link on that. But, Please do. Yeah, but there are so many great schools with funny nicknames. And there was one occasion where I was giving out a scoreboard update and I was talking about a school in Indiana that was playing St. Ambrose University. St. Ambrose, as you know, is the home of the fighting bees. And and I had what? so much fun with that right, because I said, right. this school uh, took on the fighting bees tonight. <laughs> and then I did, and I ended it with a little right, buzz. Right into the microphone <laughs> and we had a coach that was on hold ready to talk to you as soon as I wrapped up and you go to the call and the first thing that coach wants to talk about is not his team it's not his game he said Bob I want to know more about the fighting bees what can you tell that's me it. about them? that's right and you were like no he's done we're not talking about <laughs> them anymore but yeah that was one of the many fun things that I like to do on the show and then I got to share this one, too, because this was a funny one, too. 2006, it's the night before the Super Bowl. And I'm actually hosting two different Super Bowl parties. Well, one I was a part of. The other one I was hosting. I was hosting a family gathering. So I had to make a couple of orders of baked macaroni and cheese for that day. One was for the family. The other was for the Super Bowl party that I was going right, to. Right. And so... We get off work at Indiana Sports Talk after midnight. That's when we wrapped up the show. So I had that hour-long commute every night on Fridays and Saturdays back to Terre right, Haute. Right, So I typically had a safe trip home, but there were a few times when I ran into our good friends in law enforcement, <laughs> if, you, if you follow me there. And I so, think I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I get pulled over the night before the Super Bowl, and I just explained to the, the police officer, sorry I was going a little fast. Uh, it's a big day for me tomorrow. I right. actually have a lot of cooking that I have to go to. And as I'm telling you this story on, on air, you called me the galloping gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm right. saying this story about the police officer that pulled me over. And, of course, every time they did, they said, where are you headed from? And I told him I worked for Indiana Sports Talk. I had just wrapped up giving a lot of scores on, right, the, on, right. the, on the state's uh, sports talk show. And I was doing my job there. And he said, oh, yeah, I love that show. I listen to it all the time. Hey, I missed this. How did Ben Davis do tonight? Right. And right. <laughs> it was always like that. They would always ask me, right. what did the teams do that night? And so I would give them score board updates. And then they would just say, okay, well, just slow it down. Be safe going home. And it was like that a number of times. I would always, any time I got pulled over, they immediately wanted to know where I was. And then they'd want scoreboard updates afterwards. And then after that, no problem. So the way to get out of a ticket is to just be a part of Indiana Sports Talk. <laughs> right. Well, Duff, I'll tell you, you're not the only one who's worked on the show, uh, stopped by the police 
home and gotten out of a ticket by mentioning uh, Indiana Sports Talk. You're about one of three, I believe. <laughs> and uh, fortunately for me, I haven't had to pull that card, but stress uh, the reach of the show. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's, I, I still am amazed after all these years that that many people listen. So um, I, I'm excited for you. I think that you know, start starting something uh, that's different and new is never easy. Uh, it, it'll give you a chance to broaden your professional uh, portfolio, so to speak. And I have no doubt that you'll do well, quite frankly. What would you say to the people of Michigan to convince them to listen to this show every Friday night and to those coaches to be a part of this? I would, I would tell them that, number one, uh, you're, you're promoting the game of high school football. You're promoting kids and you're promoting communities. You're talking about the good things that uh, Michigan's young men and young women are doing on the fields and on the courts around their state. And uh, look, the Lions don't need anybody's help. The Tigers don't need any publicity. They get plenty. But it's those communities where you can talk about your kids. These are your kids that are out there representing your community. And I think it's incumbent upon people who are out there to get behind that and back that and support that because it's important. You know, high school sports matter to communities. They matter more than we can begin to understand. And every opportunity people have to promote what kids do on the fields and courts, they ought to take the opportunity to do it. That, that would That's my speech that I make to everybody. Look, it's not about me. It's not about us. Yeah, I mean, Network Indiana makes money. I make money, but I don't do it for that. I really, truly care about, as you well know, I care as much about the smallest high school in Indiana as I do about the biggest high school in Indiana. And and I've always had that mindset that if you listen to the show, you won't tell the difference. You can't tell the difference between whether I'm talking to a big school or small school because they're all going to be treated the same. And I would continue to convey the message to people listening to the show is supporting high school sports in our state of Michigan. There are those towns that people probably have never heard of, names like I couldn't pronounce. Remember how many times I used to butcher Mississinawa on the air? I understand. Or, or Jackson <laughs> Dell, calling him Jason right. Dell or whatever. <laughs> right. But the biggest schools obviously are here in Metro Detroit, and I definitely want them to be a part of this show. I hope that uh, the Lake Orions and the Clarkstons and the Oxfords are going to be listening because they're right in my backyard. But I am definitely willing to talk to a Marquette up in the Upper Peninsula or any school in Traverse City, Grand Rapids, or wherever the case may be. And all those communities out there, I hope that they'll be a part of this. And I really appreciate all the support that you have given me for this uh, show and coming on to this live stream tonight to be a part of this because you were the guy back in 2004 who took a chance on me when a lot of people didn't. And that meant the world to me then, and it still does now. I really appreciate everything you've done for me, Bob. Well, Duff, you're very kind, and, and it's it's been my great pleasure. Um, uh, the, the memories that you're talking about just clearly takes me back uh, to a great time. Uh, I knew from the first day, the first night, you're passionate about sports. You wanted a chance. Uh, one of the great things I think that I've been able to experience in, in both professional lives 
as a coach and as a radio personality is that I've been able to be there and give young people a chance, young guys a chance, and and to watch them like a proud father, to be honest, to see what they've done. Now, I'll call you this week, uh, off the obviously off air, and talk a little bit about uh, some things uh, I want you to give some thought to in terms of uh, how you can contact people and how you can generate some calls, but I'll, I'll get with you later. But look, I, I, you're going to do well. Uh, my, my advice to everybody is always be patient. Uh, the timeline you have in your mind is probably the different timeline from what's really going to happen. And I've learned this the hard way after all these years. And so, you know, believe in what you're doing. Grind it out, as I tell my grandson, just grind it out every day and every weekend and things will turn for you. So not only am I going to have you here on this live stream, but I'll be sharing this show out to, to a lot of people. I'm sure the Howell family and Lapel cannot wait to hear this because <laughs> I become great friends with yeah. them. Absolutely. I follow him on Facebook. They're close friends. I've known Jimmy for a long, long time. He and I were inducted into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame the same year. And uh, that that story uh, of, of, of the success that Freeland had, uh, it, it just, it's just fun to watch and support the Howls and the Huckabees and know that they're uh, doing so well. And, and it's, it's great that you're involved with them. And uh, it's, a good, it's a good group of people. So keep doing what you're doing. Stay by your phone. I'll call you here in a couple of days. We'll talk. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. I really right. appreciate it, Bob. Have a Thank wonderful you, night. Jeff. Thanks so much. Good luck. Thanks. And that's a wrap on this edition of A Duff Said. Once again, I would like to say thank you so much to my very good friend and mentor Bob Lovell for joining us this week. I hope that right now you have listened to this podcast and you are going straight to your mobile device to download the Podbean app. Be sure to download that app and subscribe to A Duff Said. That way you can listen to A Duff Said live every Friday night throughout the high school football season. You can listen live on Podbean. Now, if you like what you heard in this episode and you want more from A Duff Said, be sure to check out my website, aduffsaid.com. Episodes of A Duff Said can be heard by downloading the Podbean app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow this show on Facebook. All you got to do is go to my page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Duff Tyler. Until next time, this is Duff Tyler, and I am reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true, because that's what a Duff said. A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at SheldonStreetPizza.com. Sheldon Street Pizza. More than just pizza. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works. The best hard cider is from the Fourth Coast. For a list of ciders, go to FourthCoastCiderWorks.com. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly.